Do you love human design, but sometimes feel off-put by the gatekeeping and culty vibes? We did too. Here at Human Design Hot Topics, we encourage breaking the human design rules and experimenting for yourself. Take what resonates and leave the rest. We will be sharing the controversial pieces of human design, as well as challenging our guests to spill their guts. Welcome, everybody. I have a lot of energy. There's a lot of root stuff going on. So, hey, welcome to Hot Topics. Hi, Rebecca. Welcome. <laughs> Hi, Janelle. <laughs> um, and if you're new, we talk about human design in a fun, open-minded, sometimes has you going, oh, I have a question about that. I have a comment about that sort of way, because that's what we want is for you to question and comment and experiment. And as Rebecca loves to say, take what resonates and leave what doesn't, please. <laughs> so I really like the way that this episode has come about because we didn't have a yeah. plan. <laughs> yeah, we were just kind of chatting. Well, and it's funny because we just kind of started talking about this, but this is what's been on my mind for the past two days, this topic we're going to talk about. So I've been kind of deep diving. So I'm really excited. You, you brought this up the last time we talked and I I looked at it. And then as we talked said earlier, I have a lot of, I, I met with someone earlier that has a, root, a lot of root definition and she really jagged me up. And usually after I have a <laughs> session, I'm very tired today. I might've gotten my like caffeine ratio right today too, which is like, yay, I did a good job. Like yes. I had my second caffeine at the right time. I have mm -hmm. one caffeine <laughs> and I'm saying it like this because I have tea and coffee, so I don't know where to go, but one caffeinated <laughs> bevy at between like nine o'clock and 11 o'clock. Okay. And then I have another one between like two o'clock and 3.30. I don't usually go past that because I'm very aware of how caffeine affects me and I don't want to like mess myself up at night. Yeah. But I have a really fast metabolism also. So if I get 3.30 is usually good. It's, it's out of my body before mm -hmm. like eight, by like eight o'clock usually. Yeah. So that's how I do caffeine. And today I had my coffee and my tea <laughs> and so my real energy. And now it's like, do you drink caffeine even? I see you sometimes. 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 Not every day? No. Oh, God. I think oh, that would hurt me. I had to stop <laughs> drinking tea. I was having too much tea itself, and I was brewing it for too long of a time, and the tannins were, like, messing up my stomach. And okay, I was, I was, see, what? I can't have tea because I get kidney stones. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, a rare rare event that I have tea or it's a hard soda. one so because of kidney stones yeah well those yeah. soda's terrible for you so it's great um can you drink like herbal tea um that's better uh, yeah I think that one's fine. like peppermint tea yeah okay like good. peppermint tea is good I love peppermint tea yeah if I I'm I'm okay if I didn't have caffeinated tea if like they said you couldn't have that I would as long as I could have herbal tea I think I would be fine because chamomile I really like Mm. and stuff like that but yeah I went to the doctor and my, my my stomach was all jacked up and he goes he asked me what I drank like what caffeinated beverages I had and I told him tea but I haven't like this giant cup I've shown you it's like mm -hmm. he's like you're having too much tea he's like I recommend that you stop drinking tea and coffee for a few days and then if you go back he goes I will cut way back 
So I had to stop for like three or three days, I think. And Mm -hmm. I didn't realize how addicted I was to caffeine until I had to do that. Cause I had a rough time. (laughs) It was hard because I don't ever not have it. So well, and oddly enough, that's exactly why I don't drink it every day. It's like, I've always been really aware of that, where I didn't want to come to a place where I felt super addicted to it. And for so. me, it's very routine. Like the fifth line is like, it's time for a coffee. It's mm-hmm. time for tea. Like at night, it's time for your herbal tea. I get very into my regimen. We're going camping in a couple of weeks and I'm like, okay, you have to bring your morning drink and your coffee and your tea because you have to have your drinks at the same time that you normally have oh lord like yeah that's when I feel like my fifth line comes out okay again off on a tangent a caffeine tangent um but today we're going to talk about the authority of the mental projector Mm -hmm. soundboarding other the other parts of it because it's definitely not just soundboarding and also Um, This thing that Rebecca has been thinking about, which is projector, reflector, where do they mix? Mental projector specifically, right? Or is it projectors? just mental projector. Mental projector and reflector and how they are similar and how sometimes leaning into your reflector side might give you some clarity or open up some new possibilities for you because we don't get a lot of information. No, we don't get much at all. And even Ra himself um, was like, look, mental projectors are basically a mystery and y'all are going to have to figure it out and other projectors are going to have to tell you about it. So good luck with that. (laughs) I didn't laugh so hard because I'm going to use that clip, but we'll hear my my honk laugh as you tell it like it is. Yeah, he's, (laughs) he's very like, he's very about all projectors in general of like, I don't, I don't really know. I kind of know, but I don't, but mental projectors <laughs> in particular, he's very much like, yeah, well, and <laughs> I know it sounds kind of bad, but like when you get to know raw, it, it's like, no, that just sounds like raw. Like, oh, I don't I think it. it was like a dismissive thing. It was just literally like, knowing like his limits. Yeah. He's like, you guys are the top of the pyramid. Like you are the ones who are meant to be in the lead. I can't can't lead you. You have to, you guys have to figure this out. And so that, that makes sense. And we're a really new type and a very rare type. So it's, it's like, I guess it's time to start figuring it out. And this is what we've been kind of doing with our environment group, but um, also not lately. So (laughs) casual you keep it casual at the environment yeah Yeah. I mean the the YouTube that's expanding so that's great and we we keep putting out consistent dish content yay (laughs) so that works out um I think this is interesting because you the way you said it was we're up at the top guiding where is the reflector then in that whole scenario I know they're not guides so where do they go no so if we think of everybody like in a group um there's like one reflector per hundred people right so they're just in there like hanging out like is this group good or not like um so they're kind of giving us a a collective barometer of the situation from inside 
Mm -hmm. And we are observing from, as birds in the trees, if you will, as projectors do, kind of in a more big picture way. But the reflectors are more in the scenes, like a reporter, like reporting live, reflector, <laughs> news. This is how I'm feeling over here. Okay, I'm going <laughs> over here. Wow, I don't like it here. I'm going to go back over. This is my environment, people. I'm out. Like, <laughs> that kind of makes sense because I know reflectors and they're, they're not, I'm not saying man, mental projectors are the same, but I feel like we have some like, I don't know, reflectors that I know are very, very different. I know a DJ reflector, like I know a holistic mommy reflector that lives way out in the sticks. Like I know all these different types of people and mm -hmm. I know all different types of people can be all different human design types, but reflectors are very much like portrayed as like the shaman, shamanic like deities that just kind of tell everybody how it's going but I love the way that you put it I do feel like it's more from their actual environment in it yeah because they have that sampling aura or it's like either described as teflon or sampling so they're here to really understand what's going on I'm going to describe it as reporter aura because they're objective I kind of like that yeah <laughs> yeah they don't care either way they're just reporting the news sorry reflectors <laughs> oh, they're all pissed off now they're like god damn it now I'm a reporter um but I, it's like all of it is necessary you know it is all and that's what's beautiful about it when we look at the whole picture of it and how we all work together it's really really cool yeah. so that's that's the important thing to know like you everybody has a role everybody has something they're doing mm -hmm. um but when we look at the strategy and authority of everything uh, everything else seems fairly straightforward like you run through your emotional cycle or you trust your gut or you listen right to now quiet voice yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's how I talked about it with her today I'm like it's right now and it's quiet it's your right now quiet voice <laughs> right like, now quiet voice. <laughs> I'm like well if you're around your husband it he's gonna have a loud sacral and even louder emotional authority so just Try it when you're by yourself. It probably would be easier. You'll, mm -hmm. I said, the more you practice with it, it's like a muscle and you'll be able to hear it better when you're in aura with other people. But it's, it's your ears is real quiet and says things in a very disjointed way. So yeah. We and I do that. think having a splenic authority would be one of the more difficult. It seems really interesting and nuanced, mm -hmm. but uh I'm always I'm like at least you have something in your body talking to you right you have some sort of anchor to practice with I feel like we can practice with our authority but it never goes the same or looks the same or feels the same so it's almost like you're practicing with it so you get familiar with the unfamiliarity of it with the <laughs> with the letting go and letting the outer it be an outer that's the hardest part for me is letting go of control because a lot of times when I think of our authority, it's a big test and experiment in how much control can I let go of? Because this mm -hmm. is outside of me. Yeah. And if you all don't know a lot about human design, authority is your decision-making tool. Most of them come from inside your body. They like it's called inner authority. <laughs> yeah. They're like, everybody has an inner authority except mental projectors and reflectors, but whatever. And so a lot of times they don't even give that caveat. They just say, they call it inner authority. And whenever I see it printed as inner authority, I'm like, 
it might yeah. be for you. Yeah. Inner oh. authority, none. Like the first time that I saw that and I ran my chart and it's like inner authority, none. I was like, what do you what, mean none? What, what the fuck do I do with that? Thank right. you. It's like mental projector doesn't give you any pieces and then you get to the authority and it's like, oh, this is a big piece. Everybody yeah. says how important authority is. Yeah. This is going to unlock everything. None. No. And interestingly, one of the lectures I was listening to from Ra about mental projector, um, you know, he always harps on strategy and authority. Like that's what we tell everybody oh when they're yeah. first starting. Mm -hmm. But he said for the mental projector, it's really just strategy. Um, like you have the authority, but like you said, it's, it's this nuanced thing. And so it's mostly just about the invitation strategy for mental projector and this makes a lot of sense when we think about it because we are again the projector is of all projectors so we have laser beam focus like there's projectors are meant to guide from their definition so we have this very specific guidance to offer we are here for outer authority and so to be recognized as a mental projector is a very important thing. If we don't have that recognition and invitation, then we are making people deeply uncomfortable. Because mm -hmm. we're penetrating in our energy and we're really relying on the universe to kind of help guide us to where we can be a guide for you, essentially. Mm -hmm. And so, like you said, we have to reach out there and go, hey, where, where would you like to be led? <laughs> and the people go, ah, that's really difficult. Um, and yeah, we have outer authority. Reflectors have outer authority. They're different authorities. Mm -hmm. We're not going to talk about reflector or authority because that's not what we're talking about. But we might when we get to the, how they mishmashy mish together. It's so interesting to me because just as you said, this piece gives a lot of trust to other people, to other types, this authority piece, because like you, you can trust in a piece of you. There's a piece of you you can trust not in. And we are here to trust that the universe has like got our back or something. I don't know. It's very. Well, I mean, that's kind of essentially for everybody. I know. Ways. Um, I, <laughs> this is just Janelle stressing out about how to <sighs> trust the universe. <laughs> it's like the most, It. this is, but this is why this is my design. This is why. If it was, if I didn't put, like, if it didn't, like, get me this much, then I wouldn't believe it was a real thing, you know? Yeah. If it didn't, if I didn't push so hard against it, I don't think I would think it was, like, a real deal. I also have such an early conditioning, and I'm realizing now, like, how much it holds on to me and how, like, unconscious it is to me. Okay. To where I don't even yes. realize when I'm doing it or when I'm having those, like, that the thoughts are conditioned thoughts. Like, I don't even, it doesn't even occur to me. Well, that's another thing about being a mental projector is that we are designed to be deeply conditioned by our environment, to be deeply conditioned by our mm -hmm. world. Like, that's how we learn to guide. Our aura is very penetrating and then we have an open body. So we are... Right absorbing everything yeah. and so this helped me because I have the same thing uh, where I like all these stories come up and it's even with all the work that I've done and I'll sit there like right now I'm working through some stuff and it's like 
I can see the story playing out. I can remember like where this conditioning came from, but it's still so stuck in my body that it's, we have such excruciating awareness. Yes. So I just have gotten to this point where I just let myself feel it. And like, if that takes five minutes or if it takes five hours, I'm just like honoring it and like, okay, I don't want to hold on to this anymore. Yeah. So the only way to release it is to really acknowledge it and feel it. Yeah. And I so, do remember that Travis did say that projectors are here to be conditioned, especially mental projectors. And it's yeah. like, when he said that, I was like, I know we're going to be conditioned because we're humans, but to think that as a type, like that's part of why we're here is. Yeah. It's bizarre. Well, in raw, in his uh, sense of humor, he would say, um, if you're a projector, you're basically a cannibal. So you have to decide if you want to eat that other person. Like that's how much you get into the other person's oh or in their energy. That's how much you take on. Mm -hmm. So you have to be really careful about who you're around. And so this goes, um, you know, magnified more as a mental projector because we are our environment. We rely on our environment to tell us if we're correct or not, if we're in the correct place or not. And that you know that so that's everything and so if we are just if we're eating the wrong people then we're going to be conditioned in the wrong way <laughs> yeah yeah with the right and wrong environment comes the right and wrong people like that's kind of how it goes so if you're in the correct environment you attract the correct people and vice versa but it might be easier for you to feel that the people are wrong or that the environment is wrong depending on where you're at but if one feels wrong then the other one is also incorrect yeah yeah because that's what you're attracting to you while you are there because we're very attractive I guess I didn't really think about us being attractive I thought about other types being attractive I don't know why I think yeah us well not super attractive because we're so like penetrating <laughs> well and that's what's attractive like we deeply see the other and so that can be really uh attractive that can be really um I can't think of the word I'm trying to think of right now um no I like magnetic I get what you mean like, yeah the yeah, girl but, I was talking to earlier today said I don't know what it is about you but I keep coming back to you mm -hmm. and I was like whoa yeah, that's cool. Because when somebody oh. wants to be seen, that feels so good to be seen. Mm -hmm. Especially you were talking to another projector. And so yeah, that's and that's the what best I told thing. her. I said, and yeah. she goes, what she goes, why can't I do this for myself? I go, you can't see yourself like this. You're just not gonna no. be able to. I said, and the more that you try, and the more that you're probably gonna get frustrated with it and like pissed off because you could do it well for other people. So it's like I have to be able to turn this on myself. Like, why? And I said, I said, I struggled with this one for a long time. And it still pops up, obviously, because it's very deep conditioning. Yeah. If I can do it so well for the other, then I should be able to do it for myself. And when I can't do it for myself, I wonder if I can trust that I am doing it for the other. And that was her big thing is trusting what she sees as being real and true and valuable for the other person. Mm -hmm. because she can't do it for herself she can't prove it to herself she, well we're not supposed to I know but I think that's why she has the, we went over it but I go I I feel like that's probably why you don't have a lot of confidence in like what you're here to share with other people or what you see mm -hmm. in another person is because you can't do it because that was me like I couldn't yeah. see myself so I was like well if I can't see myself then no one's going to care 
what I have to say about them or what I have to share that I see about them. And then I had to do the thing where I was like, oh yeah, I can't see me. <laughs> yeah. The same yeah. Way. Well, and that's why human design, I think is so impactful for projectors because then we can look at our definition and say, oh, here's how I make the impact. Here's how I am designed to see people. Like we're both mental projectors with a channel of curiosity. So there's similarities to how we see people. Of course, there's all the nuance that makes it different, but um, that that really, I know that helped me where I can look at my cross and my definition. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, like yeah. this is what I do. And so like the splenic projector, um, we look at that, like I just had an interview with someone, I chatted with someone with just the channel of struggle. It's like mm-hmm. she, but she has this amazing way of really pointing out struggles people are going through mm-hmm. and helping them through it. I can't do that for people. Yeah. So it's really, really cool when you start to do that. And that's the best way for a projector to really know themselves. Yeah. And that's why I told Amy, I said, you're so brave and because she's she's provocation and very like damn the man. And I said, your energy to me feels so brave because you're here to challenge the system. We went back, I went into it deeper because I was like, you're not here to challenge the people. You're here to challenge the systems that the people blindly follow. And she Mm -hmm. was very excited about that. I said, so when you're chatting with people, if it comes from a place of challenging the system rather than challenging them personally, it will, it will fare better for you because you can be, I'm like, you're going to, you're going to piss some people off because you're provocative and a lot of people are going to take that personally. But as long as you come from a place of saying, Hey, I'm not challenging, you know, what you do for a living. I'm challenging why you do this. If you hate it or whatever it is that she's doing to say, why are you doing this? Cause that was her main focus before we even started talking. She's like, I like to get to the why of people and why they do things the way they do. I'm like, yeah, obviously you want to do that. Cause it's very provocative to people to have to explain themselves and explain why they do the things they do. That's very vulnerable to a person. So I was like, this is perfect. Like that that's how you want to do stuff and projectors are here to ask questions as the guidance thing you know yeah it's important and I I told her I was like it's important to to like go with questions especially if you don't know what to say or you're not sure how to guide go with a question because that will help you get clarity but also we do we're here to question to question you (laughs) why are you doing it like this but yeah well yeah (laughs) back back to mental projector authority (laughs) oh yeah we got on spleenic for a while yeah so soundboarding is a tool of our authority which basically means that we are we kind of are here to bounce our words off of another person's aura which isn't really specific. It doesn't really tell you anything (laughs) except that I know that we're not supposed to want advice or opinions from the other person. They're supposed to keep that to themselves. And we're here to feel energetically what happens. And that's why you're supposed to be in the aura with the other person. Like that's the- Yeah. And that's one thing like that- kind of annoys me when people get really specific I know I mean this is part of why we have this podcast (laughs) because 
I wanted to tell the rules guys and now we're going to say yeah. why we think that's stupid <laughs> not stupid but because people are like well Ross we can expand on it yeah we can expand on it it's all I gotta gotta say yeah because okay I know for me personally like it does help I feel different when I can talk to different people and I I can come to better conclusions for myself when I can talk it out and I can bounce things off and it feels to me like my words leave my mouth and bounce off the other's aura and then come back to me in this different way and I'm able to hear my thoughts instead of just stay stuck up here it's amazing journaling also helps me a ton right and there's people who just um who will do voice notes and that seems to help them so it's like experiment with what works for you we know I don't like journaling but I know you don't so I'd rather talk to myself yeah (laughs) like how can you relieve that mental pressure but it's also Mm -hmm. about um when Ra was explaining it it's like the words come out because we as projectors we go straight into the g center of the other person Mm -hmm. that's how we get indirect and so when when we as mental projectors are able to release our words then we're able to turn that recognition within and connect to our g center and then which is undefined so we're getting consistent direction from (gasps) keep going i like this yeah so that that's essentially what's happening mechanically and so that's why they say you need to be in aura because you have to have that bouncy thing um (laughs) (laughs) i feel it when we do this i know that's the thing like if i'm on zoom with somebody it feels great i feel i feel great and so experiment with what works for you i mean this did not exist in the 80s no so um walkie talkie like boxer didn't exist in the 80s so yeah he didn't he couldn't have advised us on how it would work on various platforms because they would did right. not exist well and also let's make sure to come back to the point that he said i'm not the ones to teach you about being a mental projector you teach yourselves yeah and and like he yeah. fully put it in like y'all experiment he did say he did say that you can't soundboard over the telephone because there's no aura which honestly I mean who talks on the phone anymore anyway like and I was going to ask you like do you think the video is the key like if you couldn't see me because I've done readings where I couldn't see the other person and it was awful yeah I prefer video I I can't gauge shit I'm like I don't know even the voice like I'm listening to the voice I'm like they sound happy but maybe they're just doing this to to like trick me I need to see their eyes yes their face yes I I do not like talking on the phone I've had it happen a couple times where someone zoom messed up and they couldn't if they turned off the camera it was fine and so I just went with it because we're gonna go with it but I don't know if I'd ever do that again to be quite honest because yeah no I hate it I felt super disconnected and like I was talking to nobody you know what's weird though like if I'm on a zoom and somebody has their video off I cannot get a connection like I absolutely hate it but when I'm live on TikTok it's like I'm vibing with everybody it's so weird it's a very different vibe I don't even get to see the person I just get to see their comments I know that's interesting Hmm. maybe it's a collective group energy effort that's just like yeah because they're all recognizing you at one time yeah by tuning into you they're giving you like concentrated recognition juice (laughs) because they don't have to watch you they choose 
<laughs> right, right. Ooh, that's probably what it is. It's like recognition. <laughs> and you're like, okay. <laughs> so, cause that's, I, I agree with you. Like when I pull tarot on Facebook and all the comments start rolling and I'm like, oh my God, this person's watching, this person's seeing, this person is listening to my voice. As mm-hmm. I say their name, I hope I said their name correctly. <laughs> I always do that. I'm like, if I put your name, please correct me in the comments and I will say it right. I go, some of them are hard, but these are beautiful names and I want to get them right. I have a, like, I don't know why, but I have a weird hang up with mispronouncing people's names. Oh no, I do. Even if I've never heard them. Yeah. So how would I know? So that's, and I try to give myself that little break. Like, how would you know if this name that you've never seen before is pronounced a certain way, if you've never, never heard it? Oh yeah. Or a name can be spelt one way and said three ways. And you're like, well, actually it's so funny that you say that because I was literally thinking of an example of just that. Like I, um, the name K-A-L-I. Okay. My cousin is named that, but she says Kali. I have a student who says Kaylee. And then I, someone popped in one of my readings and I asked her and she says Callie. Callie. That's what I would assume Callie. Yeah. Yeah. So but I go straight to Kali because that's just what I've known, like literally my whole life. And Andrea so, and Andrea are spelled the exact same. So it's yes. like, what are you going to do? But anyway, the recognition piece, I, I bet you that's a big piece of it because you're getting multiple. It must be. Like, yeah. Because I feel the same way when people are paying attention. And I wonder if that's why the opposite really like when no one shows up. Oh, yeah. and you're just yeah. talking and you see like zero like, like nothing yeah I know <laughs> and Instagram asks would you like to save this delete no <laughs> I don't want to remember this at all I that like gave me it's hard for me to go live on Instagram on my own page because that I don't like it because Instagram doesn't feed you to very many people no, it mm-hmm. I'll do like it on someone on else's page and if they only have like four or five people I'm like yeah we're talking to some people but if it was my own I'd be like this is stupid yeah. But if it's theirs, I'm, I'm better. <laughs> yeah. It feels better, I guess. Um, well, because you're talking to somebody. So at least you're having a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Just that whole dead air where you're like. Yeah. At least when I'm recording like my video diary, I know that it's a recording. Right. I, it will be shown to people, but it's like, okay, I know what's going on. No one's, I have no one's energy to play off of. That's very interesting to think of it that way. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't really realize like, because I think you're right with Voxer messages. It doesn't really feel, it doesn't feel con- like we're con- I'm connecting with the person. It feels like I'm getting out energy. They're releasing energy. I'm releasing energy. They're releasing energy. Like I'll listen <laughs> to theirs and I can hear the release of their stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I respond and I, and I'm like, I feel like I'm releasing some of my shit here too. And it's like, that's what it feels like is a pressure valve just going going psh, but it's not a connection with another person it's more an energy yeah yeah like it serves a good purpose like I like yeah like you said is energy release where I can get on like if I hired a coach that has Voxer I can get on and be like hey I'm really struggling with this thing right now and then I can I get it out and it. I feel better and and I know that it's going to a trusted place mm-hmm. But you'll probably still go back to it and work through it in a more soundboardy way or more yeah. environment experiment. Or even way. sometimes like just saying it out loud, it, it 
I can hear it differently. It's like even in helpful. that in that way, like I'm on Boxer, I can say it out loud and then it's like suddenly an energy shift happens in me and I'm like, oh, okay, I'll do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that happens to me too. Like, yeah, exactly. If I'm leaving a message for a client and I'm like, as I'm saying it, I'm like, oh, this is, this is the piece of my own advice that I actually should pay attention to. Not all of it, but this one piece that's like, but like you said, almost like physically stops you and your voice just kind of goes, <gasps> and you're like, oh shit. And then you because <laughs> you're like, ah, I just, I just realized something, but I don't want to mess up my flow for this verse. <laughs> and that's why like this stuff is so valuable to us. And it helps me to remember that because a lot of times I'm like, well, I want to make money like with the, my gifts, like all projectors do, um, even though we're not necessarily here for that. But having this stuff where it's like, I, I, these things I'm not necessarily charging for, but I'm like getting little pieces of like, oh shit. And it like puts me back on my path. It, cause I can feel myself sometimes slacking from my work and then they'll remind me and I'm like, oh yeah, get back over there. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it doesn't feel the same as seeing you. Yeah. Connecting in this way. But I like that there's at least options. I don't think I could do like a, I know people do recorded readings of just their voice and like, that's what they say. I've tried that and I hate it. (laughs) I couldn't, I don't think I could. It just feels, I don't know. I like the video aspect. We've talked about this. I really like the video aspect. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it would be a good way to conserve my energy, but no. (laughs) And isn't it crazy how something that you go, well, logically, this actually will conserve my energy because I'm not giving, sharing it with another person, but it doesn't work still. And you're like, but I'm, I'm just concerned my energy, like a good mental projector. So why isn't this thing working? And it's like, well, everything doesn't work for every person one. And I really think that the video aspect is probably important for a lot of projectors because mm-hmm. of the penetrating I know we penetrate with our energy like energetically I penetrate I'm going to keep saying that word and it's going to make me laugh um, <laughs> but I really feel like this has a lot to do with it because we're here to see you know mm-hmm. so, see the big picture see things up on the ledge see so a lot of the words point to our eyes so that's why I do feel like this the video thing is super important. That's so funny to think about that. So people, if you have trouble just recording yourself, maybe try videoing yourself and watching it. <gasps> oh, that sounds scary, but maybe I'll do it now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I've done that a lot. It seems to help. And never done it because then you can see like what your face does and like what yeah. your body does as you're saying stuff. Oh, that would be interesting. Yeah, it would be interesting. Or even if you like, um, cause I saw this video, it's not a human design person. Like it's a, it was a dating thing I was watching on TikTok and she just recorded herself talking out loud about these three different guys that she was dating. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, she showed the video in like fast forward time. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you could see the body language that happened. And so that might be interesting too, like just putting the phone to the side and then just talking. And so then you're not distracted by it. like you can just yeah. talk and then look back you could see which one she was really into based on how her body language was that's it it's very interesting yeah 
And I feel like, I don't know if it's a mental projector thing or a projector thing or in, even a human design thing, but I, I feel very demonstrative with my body and my face. Mm-hmm. And I do it with my voice too, but I, I don't know. I know that my face says everything about me, like how I'm feeling. I can't hide yeah. anything. I don't know. I'm sure that goes across a lot of types, but it's just, it, it's helpful for me. I mean, for myself, I can't lie to save my life, which is probably good too, but I'm terrible at it. So, <laughs> so terrible. I really am, which is good most of the time. Okay. So we talked about soundboarding and what it's supposed to be, but like really experiment with however it works for you. If talking to yourself helps you, cool. It doesn't have to be the definition of soundboarding to be a arsenal in your little arsenal of stuff that you do to help you out, to help you gain clarity. Just as you said, Rebecca, sometimes you say something out loud and just saying it out loud, you hear it and you're like, actually this like tweak this little piece or oh I don't know if I like that as much as I thought and yeah doing that in aura with another person you might learn the same thing um but it's about practicing with all the different ways yeah of looking outside of yourself essentially and trying to have an outer authority in an inner authority world it's like every piece yeah. of a mental projector could be X, Y in a opposite of that world. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> and uh, just don't put yourself in a box, which is like our def- yeah. our overall theme. Like just yeah. because some, it also drives me crazy when people are like, well, what should I be doing if I'm a mental projector? Like, I don't know, experiment, figure it out. Like, don't, don't yeah. do this because somebody said you're supposed to do this. That's probably the biggest projector. piece that Ra taught us is that we don't know how to tell you how to do it. Yeah. We are here to guide you in a supportive way, but we can't tell you how to do it. As third lines, we're really good at telling you how we do it and how we do it wrong. Because yeah. <laughs> as I've come to realize it very recently, that third lines are actually a lot better at telling you how it doesn't work than how it does. And that's mm-hmm. how we get to the does is because we see a lot of the dozens and mm-hmm. that can feel negative and pessimistic and like, but that's not what, if you remain objective, that's not what it is. It's merely pointing out the things that don't work as well as maybe this thing will once yeah. you try all the things. And then you're like, oh, actually, this is out of all these ways, this worked the best for me because we can see glaringly when something doesn't work properly the way it's supposed to go <laughs> I see it at my work all the time and I'm very objective because I don't care about them <laughs> I'm like wow you guys this communication is the number one thing but there's so many other things anyway um so yeah practice talking stuff out and again this is different from self-projected projector because they have a defined g-center that really changes the whole game it makes it a completely different thing because they have an inner peace that helps them out. <laughs> yeah. So it's different. Soundboarding it for them is this, it's the same process, but they're, it's not about bouncing stuff off like orically, right? It's more like hearing it's themselves just, talk. Yeah. It's just releasing that. It's just the truth comes out in the words. That's it. So they just, they just have to talk and then stuff comes out. 
there's no more real mechanics that go along with it and that outside is not has nothing to do with it they're just mm-hmm. in here um we're in the environment yo that makes a difference as we talked about the correct environment the correct people and vice versa you have to test this stuff out i know we're third lines and that's kind of our like line <laughs> is test it out test it out but i really feel with this authority you there, there are, there has to be some experimentation other, because how else would you like know if an environment is right for you, unless you're in that environment? It yeah. doesn't make any sense to me to look at it. I mean, you can look at an environment and go, this looks peaceful and wonderful and great and think this is going to be good and get there and you're right. But the opposite could also happen. And it hits you wrong. And an environment can change. You can go on one time and be like, this is great. And then you go again. And you're like, I don't want this place anymore. What happened? <laughs> and it could be there's different people there or something about it has changed. Something about you has changed. This is why mental projectors are often LOST. <laughs> because everything about our authority can change every time we do it right i mean yeah because in different environments we're picking up on different things but can an environment hit you differently at different if you go to like let's say you go somewhere and then you visit that place five years later i'm sure i mean who knows how much has changed in five years yeah or even five months yeah. Or like, what if it's a completely different group of people? Like, what if it's a bar and you go and it's like a great people and then you go again and it's like, oh my God, these people. I guess then it would be the people. Yeah. But there's still, it's, but you're still in that. Oh, see? Gray areas everywhere you look. <laughs> so this is not to say that you have nothing to trust mental projectors. Simply, you have a lot to trust <laughs> out there. And you do have an inner authority. It's just accessed in a different way. <laughs> well, what's what part of his inner? The part of us that makes like you know, like when you soundboard and you start to recognize the yes and the no within like yourself. Like the inner knowing. You're getting the access from within. That's true. You just have to access it. You just have to be in that correct environment. You have to talk about it in order to recognize it. The pieces of it are without. But the product of it is within. I don't know if that makes any sense, but I get what you mean. There's outward things that have to happen in order to get it to make sense in here for you energetically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gain some clarity. So I'm glad that we have sorted this out because I really do feel like a lot of times the authority piece of the mental projector really throws them for a loop-de-loop and they don't know what to do with that part and when it's like jammed down your throat when you first get into human design that this is like the two most important things aside from your type that that you have like tools to to use and that was the thing for me is like oh they're giving me tools they're giving me things I can use I can do something with these because I was very much I have to do something I have to control it somehow and then they gave me the non-control once they the human design gods no um but it would make sense that you would have trouble with your own design i would think right that you would have 
parts because it's so you it's like I don't know do do any parts of you of it did it ever like piss you off well obviously the nun I'm sure pissed you off the nun I felt disappointed I felt um kind of left out um yeah the three line, I, I go full martyr sometimes. I get really annoyed about being a three line. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then sometimes I think it's pretty cool. I think so, that that's, to me, that's part of the proof that this is an important tool for us is that it really hits us in the pieces and the parts of us that are we struggle with and are like, yeah, I mean, overall, me I have to do it this way. I don't want to do it this way. And I feel like everybody has a little piece probably in their chart where that happens because it's you. And the reason that it bothers you so much is because deep down, you know, that that's a piece of you and you should look at it full force. <laughs> Listen to me telling you to look at your stuff. Um, and as we said before, the mental projector reflector thing it's interesting because I've seen this before where people will will say that there's like similar advice or rhetoric for a reflector can be taken by a mental projector and experimented with and because we have it's mainly because we have no motors right is that the deal we both have no motors because I know they're completely open we're not completely open but we both have no motors well yeah, no motors. We both have open bodies. We both outer have authority. Outer authority. Like we um so so yeah. Um and I know like we talked about this with my uh, long-term subposition that when, when we talked about that in the podcast about how it was like a full 28 days it of was, like being in it. And that was part of my realization of like just owning the fact that I feel like half a reflector, half a mental projector. And, and we talked long before about how we'd look at when people would make posts, we'd look at both the reflector and the projector thing. Yeah. I go, Oh, Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Cause they both felt like they fit, but not totally both like one or the other. Yeah. And yeah, I thought that was really cool because when you said that that happened to you, it really reminded me that as mental projectors, we're also here to be very slow and like methodical yeah. Well, and that's another thing. It takes time for us to process because of our openness. So we have things to process as well. And then the the interesting difference though is like we have that penetrating aura again with the open body. So we are deeply conditioned by our environment, whereas the reflector is conditioned. Um, but apparently their aura is designed to help them not be so conditioned. More objective, I feel like, and less personalized. That's what it sounds like to me when I talk to them. Mm-hmm. is that they're here to be more is they kind of the the tep, the aura kind of gives them a little bit of objectivity yes that, especially as mental projectors we don't yeah whereas me like personal. especially pre-human design I'm like in an environment I'm like okay so this is my life now like this is this is personal. who I am this is about me. and this then is me. Yeah. Yeah. yes yes and then I leave that environment and then I'm deeply confused about life and my identity so <laughs> and I feel, also feel like we're conditioned to view objectivity as cold yes and, and uncaring and like calculating somehow and like you don't really want to connect with people because you're being objective and especially as females we're not conditioned as females to we're conditioned to be hugs 
come closer. I'll tell you everything. Yes, Let's be yes. BFFs. Let's but a female her. who is like, I'm going to stay on the outside of this issue is looked at as a bitch <laughs> or like cold or, yeah. or you don't have any, you're a little bit unfeeling. And sometimes I, I, I feel for the reflector a little bit. Cause it's like, I'm like, that's not what you are, but it, it is a protection that you have that might come off to another person as what is this thing? What do they got? I want that. <laughs> That's what I think. I'm like, I want that. <laughs> um, but, and I always think that it's interesting when I'm trying to be more objective in my life and not take things as personally is I automatically get uncomfortable because I feel like I'm not as warm and caring of my, of myself. Mm. If I pull back and try to look at something objectively and not feel it so much it's an interesting balance but I know that being objective is not a negative thing so it just has been given in certain contexts it's looked at as like well you're not putting all yourself in you're not giving it your whole heart you're staying on the outside but as projectors that's where we are to be is looking up from above right like kind of I mean, I, we're not on the outside. We have to have the people. We're with the people. We're for the people. But as we said at the beginning, reflectors are kind of more down there reporting the news and we are, are, are listening, but we're seeing so much more mm-hmm. what's happening. Yeah, the bird's eye view thing. Yeah. So it's very interesting that the reflectors would have that objectivity so they could be in the muck and we still I would love to have it but I guess human design says you don't need it because you're up here so work on your objectivity and you'll be good (laughs) (laughs) that's interesting we talked about so many different things we talked about soundboarding and environment reflector projector mental projector objectivity about other stuff at the beginning I don't even know what it was but I like that this is how it goes it's very very fluid yeah and at this moment we all have a defined root in the transits and a defined sacral because a defined of, format channel yeah so if i seem extra like crazy i've had people say that i move too much in some of the videos I'm like well do that that's how i am this might be a good part of it because this energy is very that's so weird to tell somebody else like, um, it was in a i think it was in a facebook live when i was Oh, when I was pulling cards, they said I was too animated. I just kept going. I didn't even say anything. It's like the don't watch. Like, am I giving you a seizure? Don't watch me. <laughs> this is how I go. This is my hands. This is my face. Yes. Oh, yes. I can't be like this. It's physically impossible. So sorry. One time my friend grabbed my hands and he he hold, held them together and he's like, okay, now tell me a story. And I literally couldn't speak. <laughs> that's not how you're meant to express your energy that's I how I feel now I used to be super uncomfortable and I'm like okay how what do I do with my hands and like I would always try to keep them near my body mm-hmm. and then Shauna's like what are you doing I'm like well because on our first date I spilled an entire beer because I was like talking all over the bar first beer didn't even take a sip everywhere first date oh we ever met so I was like I'm trying to like keep them in and my 
in, in high school, one of my friends used to call me T-Rex arms because sometimes I would be like this because I wouldn't want to like fully <laughs> dead, but I couldn't like keep it. So I was like, <laughs> it looks like I have people, someone behind me, like with their <laughs> when I watch myself, but it's because I was like, this is dangerous guys, but now I don't care. Pull out my headphones, knock over my light. I don't give a shit. This is how I talk and this is how I am. And that amongst many things I have learned from human design is this is just how I am. And this is how Rebecca is. And it's necessary. It's a necessary piece and part of the world and we all fit together. So anything else you wanted to add? I don't think so. Okay, so... Let us know what you think, how you feel. We really appreciate you listening and watching. Um, and we love you guys. And we hope that you like us too. And thanks for the recognition. <laughs> love y'all. Thanks for listening. Please be sure to rate and review because that helps us help more people. Is there something you want to hear? Let us know. Your idea might be our next episode.